Wednesday, Night presents the world's funniest podcast with DK and Ryan. It's world funniest podcast. It's raw guy. It's DK. DK, you went to the UK. I'm back and I don't have an accent. It, like, is that a thing that happens to people? <clears throat> people like literally, so like come back with accents think, after 15 I, days. Not for 15 days. I think if you lived there for like five years, you would for sure. But it is something that's true that like when you're talking to somebody with an accent, sometimes you end up talking different you start talking a little bit more like them and you like unintentionally you're talking with a bit of an accent but that's that's a form of empathy right so you're trying to relate to that person but then you catch yourself doing you're like fuck this motherfucker thinks i'm making fun of him you know (laughs) (laughs) but i think that if you did that long enough you would come back talking a little bit different okay so like i have to ask I've never, I've never been outside the country, so like, let's 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 start there, man. Like, unless you unless you've got a better point to start off on. No, man. Like, we can beginnings pretty good place to start, I think. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we were talking about all the stuff that we have to talk about, <clears throat> and you're like, I don't really got a whole lot. I'm like, well, don't worry. Like, I just went to the UK. And then I got an air fryer, and then my PlayStation broke, so I'm like 40, 40% story. <laughs> yeah. But then I just came back from the UK, so I'm 30% custard. And crisps. The food, I'm man. chock full of crisps. Man, I I brought back... Uh, there's some... Every night I guess go, like, go in and get like this random bag of chips. And they had the weirdest kinds. So they don't have the same like types of Doritos and stuff as we do here because they have stronger food restrictions and they don't allow them to sell chemicals to people. Um, but, you know, we're, okay, we're cool with that. Um, so anyways, there was three kinds that I brought back. There was Walker's Prawn Cocktail. So it was a Prawn Cocktail flavored chip. What? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, wasn't like crazy about it. <laughs> and then we had another one which was a company called Seabrooks and it was Worcestershire chips so like Worcestershire sauce flavored chips like Liam Perrins yeah. yeah or as I like to call it now Roy's sister Cherie sauce <laughs> watch your sister sauce and the last one was like a, a pickering onion it's like a pickled onion that shit fucking slapped, bro. Okay. I, I can imagine that yeah. one would be all I right. I still have some. I can I'm, I'm going to muck a bag later. <laughs> I'm going to muck a bag of some fucking washer sister sauce chips real quick. Oh, well, I mean, yesterday I got stoned and accidentally ate a whole Easter chocolate Easter bunny, you know? It and happens, man. It happens. Fuck. Like So then my PlayStation broke, right? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna bounce back around quick, but this I can't talk about the Easter Bunny and talk about the PlayStation because it paints a picture that just okay. needs to be painted. So, okay. all right, fair enough. So, fair. like four months ago, my PlayStation, I was playing it, and then just kind of like shut off. I'm like, okay, that's not not super sick. And then I went to turn it on, and this message comes up, and it says, uh, "As accessing hard drive 
the PlayStation did not start properly. It's accessing hard drive, blah, blah, blah. And there's like the loading bar. And it gets like 24%. And then it stops. And it, for some reason, it can't access the hard drive enough to completely reboot the system. So then I have to shut it off. By the way, it says, do not turn off this PlayStation at this time. So I have to do that. Go in out, turn it back on in safe mode. And the only way around it was to reinitialize it. So I wiped the entire PlayStation, lost all my saved stuff, reinstalled it to the factory setting. That happened like six months ago. Fucking sucked, sucked donkey dicks. It yeah. Did. yeah I this. <clears throat> so then this happened again yesterday. Like two days ago. And I just restarted it and it did the reinitialize. I'm like, whatever. I got like fucking hardly any of my shit left anyways because it's all lost. It's all... I think I like lost the game and I had to like re-download it off of the PlayStation Store too because it was on my hard drive, which is by the way why I don't like fucking hard drive games. Like, give me a disc, anyways. <laughs> fucking tangent, tangent city over here. Yeah. So then I did that again last night. Sorry, I forgot where it was in the story. I did that. It was a long, it was an unnecessarily long pause. One of my fucking Shell Silver scene over here. Anyways, I think Shell Silver, Shell Silver scene probably died like that. Did it again. I'm like, oh fuck. Reinitialization number like seven now for this fucking thing, and then just wouldn't power up at all. So, I ordered a fire stick. Got a fire stick today. Fire sticks. That's a good investment, anyways. And then so I'm laying on my on my couch, still, and then I'm like I'm watching Top Gear on my laptop, sitting on the coffee table. And I have this chocolate bunny. I'm like, I'll just nibble on his ears a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thirty minutes later, I was chomping on his toes, and it's not just because I flipped it over. Like I just. <laughs> I mocked this whole chocolate Easter Bunny. And I did. You're right. I did actually almost shit myself before I went to bed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I farted and I was like, oh, that's going to itch when it dries, you know? That was the whole Easter Bunny, whole PlayStation situation. <laughs> Happy, Happy Easter. Easter. <laughs> was like, Easter was like three weeks ago, too, yo. <laughs> oh, oh fuck, uh, fuck. No, I, so I, 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 Easter, I picked my kid up, and, like, as every dad does, he, I forgot about Easter. Man. Until the week of. And, and like, fuck. So I pick him up, and my ride... She stops at Dollarama, and I just fuck it. I book it in, and I just like four this, bags of mini like egg, this eh? on the shelf. Just oh, <coughs> just cra- and I, I I get them all in bags. I tie the bags off, throw them in the trunk. Thank God, my kid's three, not very observant. I get him inside. I sit him on the couch. He starts playing Minecraft because that's the thing now. Minecraft. This kid kicks the shit out of me on video games now. Six weeks Seriously? ago, he sucked. Oh my god, it's incredible. He's building houses. He's he's building cars. He's 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 you know, 
enchanting a bunch of shit. It's great. We're playing Plants vs. Zombies online. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's incredible. He's, he's not even four yet. It's great. I got a couple stories about him. But anyway, he's sitting on the couch. He's playing video games. I run into my room, and I just fuck. I have an Easter basket at the ready, thank God. And I just shove just a bunch of shit in there. I walk out into the living room, and I'm just like, Happy Easter! And he's just oh, enamored with the whole thing. But I'll tell you, that poor fucking kid, man. He got like 26% of that chocolate. <laughs> Dad tax, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, like, you ate all when he went to bed? Or like... No, no. <laughs> I waited a week. I waited at least oh, a week. There oh, were some so, things yeah. in there I'm yeah. not going to touch. Yeah. He's got some che- cheesies. I'm not. Those, like the puffs, I bet you, I bet he, you he mocked a couple Cadbury cream eggs, though, didn't you? Oh, I wish. They they don't sell that at Dollarama, that's for sure. He he got, oh, that's he got some. Double Dollarama. There's a difference between a. <laughs> there's a difference between a, a Easter bunny that you get from like Walmart and the Easter bunny you get from Dollarama. Not only in the consistency, but the flavor. My God, it just tasted like I was eating chocolate. That's, nothing. That's exact. That's the first. As soon as I nibbled on that ear last night, man, that was the first thought that I said to myself was like, "This Easter bunny tastes like chocolate milk <laughs> and like cocoa powder." <laughs> and it's, like that's what this tastes like. This is not. This is not a Swiss Easter Bunny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got to run me through. So you you went to England. Tell us yeah. about the trip. Like start from the beginning and work your way through. So this friend. is this is the sick. This is the sick part about this whole story. Don't remember any of it, you know. No. <laughs> No, but seriously though, I did I did this fucking smartest thing, man. I wrote a journal when I was there, and usually I'm a oh, fucking fuck. idiot, right? But look at this journal. Oh my it's god! Like... So you—it's so like, dude, like, it's like twenty-three like pages on a notepad on my phone. That—that's you could—you could write a novel. I did. This is a fucking Stephen King short story right here. It's except there's no like fingers coming up through the sink or anything weird. <laughs> no fucking semi trucks turning into like self awareness and trying to run people over. It's max- maximum overdrive. Did you watch that movie? Oh fuck, dude! That's like one of the best soundtracks dude, of all time. Every AC song DC is AC/DC. Fuck- Stephen yes, King directed yes. that movie, and I think on the back of the movie, like he was quoted himself. Saying like in one of the tabloid papers, this is why I don't direct movies. <laughs> I just remember that one scene that fucking comet goes over like the re- the the restaurant, and then like the electric knife. You know those old electric knives that everybody's grandma had, like just like fell yeah. off the counter and just like started hacking this lady's leg off. And I was like, man. This is a high-quality blockbuster film. <laughs> but anyways, so story of the, my trip to this, the UK, uh, which for those people that don't know, that's the United Kingdom. Didn't know that until I got there. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, so fr- Friday, March 31st was when I left. Uh, preface to this story, this is my first time 
traveling internationally. Like, like besides driving to New Orleans, like I'm, I'm flying internationally, doing it by myself. So I'm like, I'm a little bit intimidated, you know. Uh, <coughs> met some friends. Man, I feel like a bitch coming to Winnipeg. Yeah, now. and and then and then I met, and then from there, like I, I met some friends <coughs> in London, um, which is a fucking crazy city, by the way. So that morning, I got up and I, was, I just remember thinking to myself, like, because I was talking about it for a while, right? Like I was getting prepped. I'm like, fuck, yeah. as if this is actually happening. Load my stuff, drive to the airport. Yab dab a do. Early for my flight. Flight's on time. Flight to Toronto, two hours, 20 minutes. And, yeah, out. I remember leaving Winnipeg. We flew, we took off, and I looked down, like, the whole thing's just covered in snow. And I'm just like, you fucking cocksuckers, take it. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, I wrote that in my journal. But, uh, no, so I'm landing in Toronto, and just, like, I was reading my book, Keith Richards' book, which I almost finished, by the way, it's autobiography. And I'm just, like, really getting, like, I'm feeling it. Like, I'm getting excited. And I got this one song on my playlist called uh, by John Craig, Don't Ask. And he's got this one line in the song that goes, Don't ask if I miss my bed. Why the hell would I miss my bed? This world's got a lot of beds, and I don't mind trying them all. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I'm going to sleep in a lot of different beds for the next little bit, you know? And I'm like, you're really speaking to me, John. <laughs> so I get to Toronto, easy peasy, squeezy lemons. I'm on the gate side. I got a four-hour layover. Like, I should be able to figure this out. Um... Walked all over that place. Not as confusing as I thought it was going to be. Uh, shittier than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm on yeah. the gate side. And, uh, you know, walk from one end to the other. I'm like, okay, there's my gate. I got roughly three and a half more hours to kill. <laughs> so I just you know, went and had a beer. I can't remember what place I went to. It's like a Finn McCool's or something. Shittiest burger I've ever had. I was going to go in. I think I remember texting, messaging you about that. Yes. I was like, I think I'm yes. going to go back in the kitchen and ask the chef if he knows what food tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't, I didn't want to risk it with airport food. So I just said, I know what I know what I, I, I know that if I get a and W, I can't be that disappointed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a bar that they have and you, they don't often go above it. So, yeah, but no, like, airport bars are mysterious, man. Fucking the people are just, they're just different, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so hang out there for, like, four hours. Go check my gate. Flight delayed two hours. Sick. Six hours in Toronto, yes! Um. So, yeah, read a book. Couldn't sleep. So I just, like, sat there. Flight leaves Toronto at... Seven, eight o'clock, eight o'clock, I think. Get on the plane. It's a Boeing trip. It's triple seven, biggest plane I've ever been on. Three on each side, four in the middle. Okay. And I'm, and I'm like, I get on the plane, I'm like, what the fuck? This is a big bitch, right? And uh, I said to the, the lady, I'm like, I've never been on a plane this big before. And she's all British, eh? She says, haven't you? I'm like, no, like that's what I told you, like. <laughs> I didn't actually say that, but it's just 
<laughs> it was just funny the way that she said that. Like, yeah. So, anyways, hang out in there for like seven hours. And the cool thing, man, on the planes now, they have this. The big ones they have a screen on the back of the TV, <clears throat> and it shows you like where you are in your flight, like a loading bar. And, or you, <laughs> so yeah, you're buffering all the yeah, way to or London. You can see, and then also like on that screen, it shows you like your ground speed. Like we went like 700 kilometers an hour at like 10,000 feet. It shows your elevation, all this shit. You can see yourself in like a 3D model of the world, like flying over it. You can play like fucking solitaire in the back of the seat, man. Watch what? movies. It's fucked up. I didn't have headphones though, so. <laughs> <laughs> So I, you basically, you were like, I could do yeah, all this stuff. But yeah, exactly, right? So I'm on a window seat, and the guy in the middle is not, like, a particularly large guy, but he's large enough. But he's one of those guys that, like, sticks his elbows out and just, like, takes the armrests. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, I really don't like you right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then <laughs> we're flying, and, and I was talking to him, and he's, like, from he's like Toronto, and he says to me, like, how much does it cost? Like, the, like I haven't said anything to him, except like that I was from Winnipeg and and where I was going. <laughs> like this guy doesn't know me from fucking whatever. Besides saying introducing myself and saying no, it's fun. That's all he knows. And he's eating like his chicken tortellini, like microwaved in like this like pie plate, right? And he looks like with his bamboo fork and his like third bottle of wine. How much does it cost to buy a 1,000 square foot two bedroom apartment with uh, two bathrooms in Winnipeg? I'm like, do I look like a real estate agent? Like I, I, like I don't know. And then I, and then I started telling him like, I don't know, but I bought my house four years ago and this is what I paid for it and this is what it's like and they just asked me the same question again like but for a condo I'm like I again still not a real estate agent right but anyways at some point in time he got to take a piss and he just never came back I don't know where he went I'm not, <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie he came back like, he was gone for like four hours and I just like fell asleep for three of those thank god because I had three balls of wine also and a microwave chicken tortellina and a pie plate and uh yeah, he came back like five minutes before we fl- we landed, and uh, he's like, "Do you know where terminals lands at?" I'm like, "Bro, I don't even know where we are." Like, I that's what I said to him. I'm like, "I have no idea where I'm going. All I know is that I well, I don't I have no exact I know where I'm going. But I have no idea how to get there. Basically, like this is my first time in London." He's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yes." Like, what do you think? I just come here on the weekends? It's seven hours. <laughs> It's seven hours and it's not a free flight. And I just sat next to you on like a tin can for seven hours and you do smell a lot like chili. Like chili peppers is weird. <laughs> so um, I was landing in, in London. And then <laughs> Heathrow is massive, bro. Like there's five terminals and each terminal has three levels. Um, an underground, a main level, and an upper floor. Where you get onto the plane. And like you have to take an underground train transit between terminals and between gates. Like and I flew on terminal five on out gate like B thirty three. And it's like there's five of them, bro. Anyways. 
once you get off the plane though you pretty much just like walk down the down the aisle and then see what happens <laughs> I took some, there's no, no way there's like, I, I went to the bathroom when everybody got off the plane though too right like you normally would just like follow yeah. people off but I was like I've been holding it for like yeah since like Labrador right and <laughs> so I go to get up I go to the bathroom and then I come out and it's like literally everybody's gone and it's like I'm the only person in this airport it was like uh, it was like uh, what's that that movie with Tom Hanks the terminal you know I'm just like I live here now I'm gonna start making mosaics in the bathroom with tile <laughs> anyways so yeah you just like walk down the aisle and the next thing I know I get to like a carousel and there's just one bag left in its mind like I'm literally the only person in this airport I don't know where everybody went and like okay and there's like not really people there to like tell you where to go either you know yeah it was like uh it's just a ghost yeah, it was weird it was weird i'm like this is like every ran off that plane you know <laughs> like i know i had to pee but I to, like i wasn't <laughs> gone that long so yeah you go through a series of gates and you get your you know like a cattle going to the going to the slaughter you go through a series of gates and then you get to the section and there's a bunch of gates and they all have like cameras on them and like that's the immigration control like you go up you scan you take off your hat and your glasses you scan your passport it takes a picture of your face and make sure you're not like a serial murderer and if you're not a serial murderer i would imagine if you aren't it's still closed but if you're not that which i'm not the gates open and then boom you're in london (laughs) and i'm like okay like i thought it was gonna be like there's gonna be somebody behind like a glass you know, like on the computer, yep. you know, oh, yeah. like ready to stamp it, like as if I'm like Jason Bourne trying to come back into the country or something. But no, I went back to the guy. I'm like, am I missing a step? And he's like, no, that's that's it. Welcome to London. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I got to just, I guess I'll go down this hallway and see where I'm going. <laughs> so I get to what has better been described as the underground. And I need to take Piccadilly line from Heathrow Terminal, whatever I was at, probably two. From Heathrow to uh, um, <coughs> Russell Square. Don't know where that is. Oh, by the way, I didn't. I didn't take an international phone plan, so my phone's on like Wi-Fi <laughs> or airplane mode for like two weeks. So it's not like I just like Google Russell Square. <coughs> so, anyways, got that figured out. Bought the wrong train ticket because I can't read. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's not the right thing. And then I got the other one. I'm like, okay, now I have this. I guess I'll go down down here. <laughs> and I get to one of those things where, like, you know, the uh, the trains where you, like, put your card in and it sucks up the card and it opens the gate? Got yeah. to one of those and did the dumbest thing ever. I just kept walking. And I was in the wrong gate. You're supposed to have it in your right hand. And I had it in my left hand. So the gate to my left opened, but the one I was in stayed closed. <laughs> And I just, like, kind of walked into the gate. And then there was just, like, this the one guy in the whole building. Like, this, like, bald, like, British security guy there. And he just started laughing at me. Eh? And I was, like, I was, like, fucking Canadians, eh? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just the highlight of that guy's day. Yeah. Oh, before I got on the train, I got to tell you something funny that happened in Toronto Airport. Okay. So, right. in my long stay my extended stay in the Toronto airport um, I went to go use the bathroom and unrelated for like two weeks I've been folding my laundry 
Like, I had my clothes all laid out for, like, a while, right? Like, a week. For, like, for the last week, I couldn't find this one fucking dress sock, bro. And I couldn't find it, so it was just laying on top of my piles. And every time I did laundry, I'm like, what the fuck is that sock? So, like, I'm in the bathroom. I come out of the stalls. And all, all day, I've been feeling this kind of, like, puffy around the mid. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I went to go straighten out my shredder. And, and like, as I pulled it out and straightened it out, I fucking pulled this fucking sock, bro. That was stuck to the inside of my sweater. The sock I've been looking for two weeks was stuck to the inside of my sweater. I put my sweater on. I didn't even notice a fucking sock in it. There's been a sweater stuck to the inside of a sock stuck in the inside of my sweater all day on a plane. And I'm coming out of the bathroom, and as I'm coming out of the stall, I'm pulling the sock out of my sweater, like, uh? And, like, as I'm doing that, somebody is, like, coming in, seeing me do this. And they're like, where's this guy just producing the sock from? <laughs> so I'm like, that was fucking weird interaction. Like trying to stuff my sock back into my, into my backpack. So there's just like a loose sock in my backpack now. It just lives there. And this like a uh, lady from India walks into the bathroom, and she looks at me. And she goes, "No women's." And I'm like, "I not here. Like this is the men." So like she's like, "Oh," and then she's like slowly turns away and walks, she walks away. I'm like, That's fucking weird. <laughs> no women. No no women's. She was like, this men's or something? I don't know what she said. But I can't do the accent, but it was funnier than the accent. Not that that accent's funny, just at the time. It definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I get on this train. I'm like, this is it. You know when there's a whole, like, mind the gap situation going on? And I go to get on, and there's some people that work there that you can tell are, like, literally there for fucking lost-ass bitches like myself. And I'm like, does this take to Russell Square? She says, yeah, this is the one. I'm like, okay, sick. So I just hung out on there till it said we're at Russell Square, and then I got off, and I was at Russell Square. Boom. Bingo, yeah. Bingo. And I looked at the place I was going to get at, off at so that I would have an idea uh, on, like, Google Maps, like, Street View. I'm like, okay, there's a Taco Express. Go down the street. I didn't realize till later on, like, there must have been, like, a lamp post in front of it or something, but I thought it was a Taco Express, but it was actually a Tesco Express. Which is basically like a 7-Eleven. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah, I thought it was Taco Express, though. Anyways, walk down the... Do they, what's that? What would, it, what, would it, what would a British taco be? Uh, it'd just be a taco, I would think. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if you're going to make a, a, like a stereotypical British taco, after spending some time in the UK, what would you put I didn't on? have tacos. And burritos. And I had kebabs. Let me tell you a thing or two about kebabs. <laughs> Were you from Boston? No. Okay, <laughs> I'm saying it wrong. But it's not kebabs like we would say it. Okay. We're talking about K-O-B-O boobs. You know, K-O-B-O-B-S. Kebabs on yeah. the stick. Shishka. Yep. Right? Yeah. Their kebabs, or kebabs, are spelled K-E-B-A-B. Kebab. And it's basically a Don Air. Like, it's a lamb wrap. And it fucking... Okay. I mucked a few of those, man. There's this one place called Mr. Kebab by the place I was staying. And, like, every time i go walk by, he'd be like, My Canadian friend! <laughs> you know? Best thing ever. So, you get off the train. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just walked down the street to the hostel that we were at. Found it pretty easily. 
actually. Uh, and then my friends were going to be like a couple hours yet because their train was delayed because they were coming from Bath. They were going to meet me in London. I was like, okay, I'll just get a coffee. I'm like, I don't know what kind of coffee they drink here, right? And I was like, I'm looking for just like coffee. Like, and, or like a black. There's none of that on the menu. There's something called short black. I got that. That's just an espresso. I learned, you know. So the the European <laughs> equivalent of Canadian black coffee, like I drink it, which is just like literally black drip coffee, but like a cowboy coffee even. French press, just black, like my soul. Um, that would be just be an Americano, which is essentially just an espresso and then water to make it more coffee. So it's a watered down <laughs> espresso essentially. And I'm sure there's somebody there like. That works at Starbucks that listens to our show. It's gonna be like that's not exact. That's not what it is at all. That's what I was drinking. Uh, but anyways, so then my friends messaged me. I got Wi-Fi now, and they messaged me on WhatsApp, and they're like, "Okay, we're on. We're like we're coming now." And then and then they're like, "Okay, we're gonna be delayed probably like two more hours. Like our train got derailed." And I'm like, "Oh." She's like, but we're okay. I'm like, okay. I'm like, is that a thing? Like, does that happen often? Like, all I've been hearing is like how reliable the transportation is, and you gotta like, do the public transit. And they're like, they flooded and they derailed. I'm like, was it like, was the train? Cause the train hydroplane? I'm like, what happened here? Like, what is this? Did I move to Waterworld? <sighs> Turns out they jumped out from around the corner. I'm like, oh, I got you good, you fucker, April Fools. Cause I landed on the first of April. But I could tell. I thought maybe they were, like, pulling my leg a little bit. We had talked about that earlier. Like, how sick would it be, like, if I got there and I was waiting for you guys at the hostel. And they were like, hi, April Fool's. We actually just moved to Regina. Not bad. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> sick. April Fool's play. But anyways, yeah. Got to the hostel. Got to the room. Checked in the bag. Went to get some food. I'd been in wake, except for the three hours, like, the entire time. I left my house at 7.30. Went to pay time. And I landed in London at 9.30 London time, uh, which is six hours ahead. So seven plus six plus four, whatever that is. I've been waiting for like tw- <laughs> 20, 20 hours or something like this. 24 maybe? I don't know. Been a, for a bit. For a bit. Like for, you know, yep. 20, yeah, for like 22 hours. Go get some food. Fucking Guinness bro and bangers and mash. Fucking suck me dry and call me Susan. That was some fucking <laughs> good food, man. Truffle mashed potatoes, demi glaze, or some like some pea sprouts on there. Forget about it. Bangers and mash, and then yeah, went for a wander in old London town, and like my mouth was open the entire time. I London is crazy. It is extremely very metropolitan, highly busy but very spread out so you don't feel compact but there's a lot going on and keep in mind I was traveling during the Easter holidays right Right. but London's got like a lot of really cool old architecture and like everything is so ornate like the architects they just like they went too hard you know they just they got too aggressive on that and but then part of London's been bombed so there's like this old like freaking like the parliament buildings which are like massive and majestic and like hard to even fathom. It felt like I was looking at a painting for like the entire time. And 
And it's like it was like a fucking a skyscraper, but they made it to look like a fucking orb, and it's their police station. It's like what the fuck? So that's cool. Went for a yonder wander, saw big bands, saw Parliament Building. Went on the London Eye. Went for a ride on that. Fucking sick, bro. Saw the Thames. And yeah, beer thirty. You know. Uh, went for a couple drinks, started hopping around, having some pubs and having another drink and whatever, whatever. Uh, took a tube to a different part of town. Went to a place called Shoreditch. Fucking weird name. Um, went to, uh, this place. Oh, yeah, we were getting hungry because we had, like, had a few dozen drinks. Went to a place called Moe Shack, man. And got the sandwich called a Chicken Supreme, which is just basically, like, a chicken filet with a potato wedge on like a super soft bun with like a spicy mayo oh mo let me tell you mo knows a thing or two about two or three things about chicken sandwiches okay i gotta ask uh before you continue the difference between staying in a hotel and a hostel yeah so what was your experience pretty positive but the hotel was better uh, the hostel okay. was a private room with four beds, and there was three of us. So there was only one outlier. So if he tried to take my shit, like, we could easily overpower him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a cool dude. You know, he had come in from Leicester to see a band, and he had booked it for two days. So he was there the two days that we were there. And the second day, he literally just, like, chilled on his bed until his plane left. So he was like, all right, whatever. All my shit was there, so... I don't have to go to like to Lester, wherever he's from, like, like taken and try to get my forty bucks back or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was London, and then that stayed up till like. Oh yeah, and then we went to this like one Caribbean club, and there was like some Caribbean music, and we danced to some Caribbean music. Um. Oh, and then. We're like, ah, we're down there. We went back to the hostel. We're like, let's just go for one more drink. And the hostel has, like, a, a bar in it. So we go down and have, like, two more drinks at the at the hostel. There's some guy from Brandon there. Fucking random. <laughs> and then uh, we were towards the end, and then the, the bartender just came and brought us, like, two pieces of birthday cake and some spoons. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, All where's right. this from? He's like, oh, the guy I worked with, it was his birthday today, and there's extra cake. And I thought, you guys might like some cake. I'm like, I would fucking muck some cake, man. You know, like mini drinks in. First day in London, some guy brings me some cake. Get out of town. Yeah, right? that's nuts. Generator. Generator, I don't even know her. <laughs> so by the time I went to bed, oh, man, I'd been awake for like 36 hours minus three hours of sleep. That I had, like a nap I had on the plane. I've been awake for like 36 hours, which is long enough, right? Boom, crash. Yeah, you sleep for 12. No, I slept for five or six. Um, <laughs> on my journal, I wrote in day two in London. Woke up, and in some miracle, I'm on London time now. <laughs> no no jet lag. I felt fine. Uh, went to, uh, it was a Sunday, so we went for a Sunday roast, uh, which is the thing they do there. Like, in all the pubs. Pubs is like massive, like pub culture. There's like a pub every block, and every Sunday, all of the roasts, all of the pubs do a Sunday roast, which is either lamb, chicken, or beef or pork, and it's like a, the classic stuff. You know, it's a pork roast. There's a mashed potato. 
There's roasted potato. There's some smashed parsnips, some seasonal vegetables, Yorkshire pudding. Fuck ton of gravy. And then you get like a pudding, which is literally like a cake. Chocolate pudding in like a custard like bowl. Like it's just like it's there's like a half an inch of custard on it. Mucked one of those quick. It's awesome. Sick. And then went to oh, went to do the uh went to the London Tower and walked through that. Went uh took the took the audio guide tour which was sick. Went to Tower Bridge, got some sick pictures there. The light was cool. And then, uh, yeah, so I met, I met my friends at this place. There's this place called Witherspoons. It's literally called Witherspoons. And it's like, what's a chain that has like super, super cheap drinks? And I guess there isn't one in Manitoba. It's like, it's like kind of like an Earl's, but all the drinks are like super cheap. But it's like under like one brand, so you can get like so like a, a Guinness is like five pounds. It's like five, which is equivalent like that's like if, that's like you getting a drink for five bucks, like a premium, or you can get like a uh, a Peroni for like four fifty. Did you have a lot of Peronis? I had a couple Peronis. I had some some beer Morettas. Had some Guinnesses. Guinnesses are so fucking better over there, man. They're a thirty-minute flight from Dublin. They're fresh. Yeah, They're fresh. I can imagine. I can, you know, because it's nitrogen; it's not carbon dioxide. Right. Anyways, so I got drunk again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It's London. Yeah, exactly. When they went to this bar, right by the place called O'Neill's, right? Talking to some people. Uh, talk to this. There's one cute girl, that, and I harmonized with her, and she was like, "Oh," and she kissed me on her cheek. I don't know how her boyfriend felt about that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but they were all never chill. We ended up talking to them, and then so we go. To, it's funny. So we go to leave right ten minutes before the bar closes, and the guy starts yelling like the security guy, big fucking dude. Everybody, the bar. Cl-! He puts out this whistle that's just like literally the entire room stopped. It's like a, you know, so loud, man. I can't even describe to you how loud this fucker can whistle. The entire bar went dead quiet. And he starts yelling like a drill sergeant. Everybody, the bar closes in 10 minutes. Finish your drinks and get out. And it's like, holy fuck. Like, this guy wants us to leave, right? People go back to drinking. It's like, okay, uh, okay, whatever, you know. He does it again at five minutes. Everybody, like, like, get the fuck out, basically. Like, the bar is closing. Everybody in the bar leaves. And on the way out, he's like, bye, have a good night. Thanks for coming. Bye, thanks for coming. Have a good night. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I guess this is, and everybody's, like, acting like this is normal. So, like, that's just how he gets his attention, you know? Like, here in Canada, first of all, also, there's no service, serve, uh, waiters or waitresses in any of the pubs. There's table service, right. so there's guys that go pick up the empty classes depending on how big it is, but there's no service. You go and you buy drinks, you buy a round for your table, and you, and you drink them all, the next person goes up and buys drinks, buys a round for the table, right, and brings them all back, like brings back the three drinks, right? Right. Uh, which I thought was h- hilarious. No tips. Everything's built. You just go and pay for the drinks, and you don't have to tip. You know, here in Canada, there's like 
20 people running around trying to bring you drinks and you're just like it's, it's to go up and order one is is weird Okay, yeah, I can imagine. I can definitely you know? imagine. Because you, you basically, like, in Canada, like the, if you go to, like, fucking Moxie's the... and get hammered on fucking Jaeger bombs, or wherever we went, you sit there and you wait until the waitress brings you, comes around and brings you more Jaeger bombs, and at the end, you pay her yeah. and leave her a tip. Versus there, you go and you pay for every round every time. There's no tabs. That's... That's that that is a that's different. That's yeah, it's, different. it is different. But I guess it works yeah. though. I mean, you don't have to worry about it. You know, an asshole sitting at the bar drinking, drinking, drink after drink, and then fucking walking out. Exactly. Um. So, anyways, drinking again, and uh, going to leave. We're heading back to the hostel because Dylan's got to go back. He's got he's got to go to work tomorrow. Tomorrow's Monday, and then Terry and I are staying another day. Went down, we were leaving, and also some guy on a bike road comes by. His name's Dino. He's like, hey, you guys want to go to an open mic and check out some live music? We're open until 3 a.m. We're the only place in London that's open until 3 a.m. And we're like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Like, let's go, right? So this guy walks us to the place, right? Like, gets off his bike, like, let's go. And he's talking to us, blah, blah, blah. My name's Dino, blah, blah. And he starts telling us about his place. This place used to be a strip club. And then they tour the the poles down it's right now currently under no name <laughs> under no lease but the guys oh sh- like it's you know it's like it's it's like a mid lease or whatever like a temporary lease they're waiting on yeah. licensing or whatever but it's like a temporary bar lease uh in this extra club this guy's trying to make like a, a bar gig open mic type scene for it okay get to it and the name of the building is called london security entertainment and we're like what the fuck <laughs> Go down the stairs and like, yeah, man, it's a fucking strip club, bro. There's like big loungy, like pink chairs, all the furniture, and there's like cameras galore all over the ceiling, and there's like a a painted tiger and like a lady on the wall, and the other one's mirrors, and it's like, what? This is definitely a strip club. So, anyways, thought I, would tr- I tried to get on the open mic, but I couldn't because they were like basically full up. Like, there was, like, ten people in there at all times, but not a whole lot, but there was just somebody always, like, arriving to go and do their set. Right. And some weird people, man. Uh, this one guy, his name was Cosmic Troubadour, and he had, he had this one song that was... <laughs> he had this one song that was stuck in my head, like, literally, man, the entire time. And he was playing, like, this organ, and it's got, like, some real, like, David Bowie space vibes. It was actually really cool. But he was just like, I love London, so much to do. I love London gets me in the groove and like that was the song and I was like <laughs> and fuck it was stuck in my head the whole time man he gave us some pins it was pretty sick anyways go back to bed like 3.30 or whatever in the morning um <laughs> woke up this morning feeling like a bag of crap <laughs> mostly high tired mostly hungover <laughs> that's what I wrote in my journal <coughs> This is now Monday. Spent the day in London. Uh, went to um, British Museum a little bit. Checked that out a little bit more. Okay. Saw the Rosetta Stone. Uh, went upstairs. Saw a bunch of stuff from like Mesopotamia, ancient Rome. Went to the place called Bag and Nails for lunch. Had fish and chips. Uh, f- oh, f- oh, so slapped, bro. <laughs> slapped. 
Yeah, I, I hit all the big meals too, you know. It was just so good. And then uh, from there, where was I? Oh, yeah. Went and saw, I said Buckingham Palace already, right? Oh, yeah, no, they went, no, no yeah, they went and saw Buckingham so. Palace. Dude. And dude, you did, you just, you, you listen, like people are, go on about, oh, don't be a tourist. Why? That shit's amazing. Yeah, but this is what like, I did, though. I did that stuff in like two days. Like, I, I was awake for 36 hours. I went Big Ben Parliament Building, London Eye, River Thames, all right there. Tower of London, Tower Bridge, Buckingham Palace, like three days. And I yeah. walked from our hostel. Like, I didn't, we took a few trains a few times, but I walked like 25 to 30,000 steps a day. And and just crushed it and just stopped and saw stuff and then went and, like, grab a fucking snack here and grab a beer there. Bro, I kept track of the pubs I went to. I went to 51 pubs. In 15 days. That's nuts. Yeah. No, and that's not even including restaurants. That's Those are places we went to strictly to have alcohol. Like, that's got to be some sort of record. Probably. It's definitely a world. You know, after like the sixth day, you don't feel hungover. <laughs> you, just, you, you, just did a, you know, I don't know if that's like alcoholism, but like if you keep her going and you moderate yourself and you hydrate... And you grab a and you yeah. grab a fucking kebab at like two in the morning real quick and just muck some cheesy chips into your face hole. You're gonna be okay, you know. All yeah. you gotta do is knock it up till ten, have an espresso and a cigarette, have a massive shit, and start drinking again. <laughs> You'll be okay. <laughs> okay, so everyone smokes, yes. Most people do. So, you you're not a smoker. What happened when you went there? I had cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Vacation though, right? If, if if you're a vacation smoker, that's a that's a good haven't, smoker. Dude, to haven't be. had one since I got back. Th- that's pretty fucking right? fantastic. Like it's just for me. It's yeah. It's just I don't want to do it all the time every day, but all the time every day for 15 days maybe. No, I'm just joking. It's just a casual thing. When you when you start having some drinks, man, you know how it is. You're in fucking London, of exactly. course. I yeah. get it. Third, uh, last day, so after went to went checked out the hostel, got and had another beer. <laughs> went to uh, called called an Uber, had a beer and an Uber. No, I'm just joking. What? I'm no, just joking. I was gonna and say got, London yeah. Rocks. Yeah, and then we were gonna train back to Bath. So we took the Uber to Paddington Station. And there were some other things that I thought about doing. Like there was like Madame Tussauds, like this like really crazy whack museum. We drove past it, man. The lineup was fucking long as balls, you know. Even when I went to the Tower of London, I didn't I didn't go and see the Crown Jewels, you know. <clears throat> I saw there's a bunch of other historical stuff in there. I walked the entire gates of of, ta- of the Tower of London, like the entire perimeter. Checked out all that kind of stuff. Got some sick pictures. Uh, took a big poop in the basement. Your Instagram was on fire. So, yeah, saw so, uh, saw so some beef eaters, you know, um, that kind of stuff. That was a lot, right? Um, but yeah, I just crushed it quick. And then, so anyways, go to Paddington Station, get some tickets, go to hop the train to Bath. Um, we had mistakenly, or I guess at the time, this was like 5 o'clock. So this is probably like peak rush hour for people trying to get home. So the tickets we bought were super off. They were called super off-peak anytime. Like, so you use it anytime on off-peak. So we were still in peak, which apparently the peak goes till 7. 
Uh, so we, we tried upgrade our tickets because it's five. We're like, what are we going to do for the next two hours? You know? Mm. Went to the kiosk, and I guess because people, you know, have commuter tickets and all that kind of stuff, right? Makes sense. Makes sense. To, we wanted to see how much it would cost to upgrade. It would cost, both the tickets, by the way, cost 36 pounds, which is like 45 bucks. Yeah, it would to upgrade them. It was going to cost an ev- extra seventy-seven pounds per ticket. Jesus Christ! So it would have been so, so you weighed like two hundred and forty-eight bucks plus the original forty. It would have been like three hundred dollars to get home. <laughs> yeah, so we waited. We were like, "We'll leave at seven ten, please." Right? <laughs> like whatever. So we went and had some Chinese food at this place called Goldmine. It had like Peking duck in the window. It was really fucking good. Oh, yeah. did you have Peking yeah. duck? <laughs> it was in the window. You had to. I just like grabbed a bite as I walked in. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no. So that was uh, that was London, man. It's really metropolitan, really busy. A lot going on. By the way, this is like the third day of my trip. I've been talking for like <laughs> almost an hour already. Uh, anyways, so yeah, take the train. Really cool. Trains are fast as shit. Everybody should get a train. If you don't have a train, make room in your life for a train. Uh, super sick. Really nice way to get around. It's like an hour bus ride from London to Bath, which is basically like right. south central London to southwestern London. Not quite Cornwall, but not quite Wales. Uh, eight minute eight-minute train ride to Bristol, uh, an hour train ride to Cardiff, a totally other country, um, right. which is fucking mind-wrinkling to me. Got to Bath. Got to Bath. It was late, right? Uh, it was night. I, could, I couldn't really see anything. I could just see, like, the eerie shapes of old-ass buildings. And I remember walking down the street, and everything's very Georgian, like limestone and, like, high steps, and like, we're in the middle of a fucking valley, man. Right, like the Romans originally settled this place because it made them feel like parts of Rome. Okay. Uh, also, other reasons. <clears throat> Anyways, got to my friend's place. Stoked to be there. Stoked to have a home base. Stoked to have a shower. Stoked to have a bed. Right. Really nice to have friends that you know have a place where you sleep. You know, when when you're doing mm-hmm. a trip like that. So yeah, woke up the next day, in bath. And it was fucking crazy looking at the window. My friends, they lived in, like, a, an old chapel. So they have, like, chapel windows, but it's been, like, cur- converted in, like, flats and stuff like that. And the town is just... Everything is so pretty and ornate. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Bridgerton, or if you know what I'm talking... I've, I've yeah, heard of it. It, it, yeah, it, it, it was filmed that. there. Yeah, okay. I never watched it either, but if you watch it and you, you know, whatever, it's just crazy. The whole place is like a daydream. Just walk around with my mouth open. <clears throat> went for lunch. Um, place called Boston Tea Party, huh? And had full English. <laughs> What's that? It's uh, full English breakfast. Hash browns, mushrooms, cherry uh, tomatoes, sausage, eggs, toast, beans. <laughs> No. And bacon. No blood pudding. And bacon. Oh, and no. Okay. There was blood pudding in the Scottish breakfast and haggis. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to get to Yeah, that. it was good, man. <laughs> uh, so then we went to... 
uh, my friend works in the school. We walked around the whole town, checked it all out. It was really cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, went to her school, which was like walking up this hill was like 38 minutes, equivalent of climbing 47 steps. This is massive. It was like, and the school looks like fucking Hogwarts. And like, <laughs> there's a room that was used during like World War Two for like strategy planning or something like that. I'm like, what the fuck? There's like, there's some like, Winston Churchill was here, like, during something like that, you know? I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. <clears throat> Went and checked that out. Sat on top of a hill while the sun set over grassy meadows with sheep neandering in the forth as we, like, ate braised pork belly in the sun. You, you sound like you went to, like, the typical British, like, daydream. Yeah. Dude. That's fantastic. It was fantastic. pretty AF. I'm, I'm, it was like, yeah, I would literally like walk around with my mouth open for like four days. Um, that's London calling. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Ow! Uh, well, what was London? Anyways, the next day was, was Wednesday. It was just a chill day. We were going to have a an Easter because we were going to be gone on the weekend, so we were going to do, like, an Easter dinner. Walked down to this place called Larkall, uh, went to the butcher's, got a uh, lamb rack for supper, went to Morrison's, which is the grocery store chain, picked up some food for supper, and, yeah, we were just going to hang out and make supper. Uh, my buddy works in marketing, so he works until, like, 8 o'clock at night, starts at, like, 12, so he's more on sync with, because he works for a Canadian company, so he's more on sync with that time. And then that afternoon, walked to this little place called Bathampton. It was, like, literally, like, through the meadows, and there was, like, legitimately sheep. Like, I think I put a couple pictures of, like, just sheep, like, grazing in the meadow. I'm like, this is, like, the English fucking countryside, bro. <clears throat> Crazy. Um, why, from there, yeah, I went to this place called Bathampton Mill, had another fucking sick-ass dinner. Went back home. Made some rack of lamb. Um, conf, uh, <coughs> roasted truffle potatoes and braised carrots and leeks. Made that for Easter dinner. Watched some TV. And Thursday went to... What's that? What's TV like in, in, in uh, the UK? Dude, the, dude there's a show... On regular, like, Channel 6, okay? There's a show called Naked Attraction. And there's contestants in this show, as you would any other dating show. It's like kind of like a dating show, right? So one person, who is the person to choose, stands in the middle, fully clothed. And then there's, like, five boxes, like, with, like, you can't, like, can't see through them. Like, transparent, like, lit boxes with people standing in them all around. And there's three different stages. So the this person is naked on the other side. And on regular TV, it goes up to see, moves up just to see, like, their bottom half. So, like, you can see, no, just, like, the bottom third. So you just see my legs, right? Yeah. And then they go around and they comment on the person's legs. Okay. And then it goes up to go to see, like, below my waist, like, Johnsonville Sausage Man. Full on dank and balls, 100% nudity, 
nothing blurred out. Channel six. Channel six. Dinner time. <laughs> dinner time. Right? And this person goes, and he or she or they, or whether it's a man or a woman on the other side, comments on the dinking balls, the vagina, or whatever else, and without knowing anything else about this person, kicks them off. You got a small dick, or your ball, your left ball hangs weird. They might not be into it. Gonorrhea. And then the slide comes up, and you meet the person. Oh, this is Jordan from Chestershire Field, and he is an English school teacher of grade nine. And like, and it's like, what the fuck? And here's his dick. And here's his dick for everybody to see. And then it goes around like that, and slowly moves up. Now here's my chest. You know, and then, then they get rid of somebody because of the chest. And then it goes up to the face. Then they get rid of somebody because of the face. And then there's, like, two people left, and they have to talk. And then they like, get rid of them because of their voice. And then it's all fucking done. That person... No, and then just before they talk, that person has to come out naked. So then now you have to be naked in front of these naked people that you picked to be naked. And everybody's standing there all fucking naked. And then the person that's supposed to vote has to listen to one of them talk about them commenting on their body, and then when it's all said and done, whoever's left, they fucking go and get a coffee. And then you, or like, go for dinner and drinks, and then you check back, like, three months later and to see if they're still dating or not dating. Can you imagine? What's Can you imagine ratio? being like, oh, we met on Naked Attraction? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you ever been to a library? I love this is six o'clock in the evening, and you're just sitting down to dinner. Dude! It's like watching like America's Got Talent, but it's Brit- Britain's Got Tits. It's fucking naked attraction. Is what it is. It's one hundred percent nudity for all your children to see, uh, or whatever. But uh, yeah, I couldn't believe. I'd be like, man, I'd be fucking putting parental locks on fucking the news station. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was you know Thursday. Thursday, bro, went fucking golfing. Went golfing in England, bro? Oh. Commonwealth Park? Hello? Mama. Rented some clubs. Oh. Fucking sick clubs. Title of stealth. I need fucking new irons bad now. Good clubs. Went to the driving range for a bit. Sun was out. Fucking like a B-2 plane comes flying over top out of nowhere. Like this, like it's if we were getting bombed or something. I was like, what's going on? Crazy shit, man. Uh... Two minutes before we were going on, sky turned black instantly, poured to beat hell for like five minutes. Poured to beat hell. Proper English weather. Got my rain slicker on. It's starting to let up enough to... All right, let's tee off. It's still raining, by the way, but it's not like pouring. Play the first hole in the wet. Get to the next hole. Stops raining. Playing again, the grass, man. If you get in the, if you get in the rough, you're fucked. Playing through that. Uh, next hole, sun comes out and it's hot. Got to take up my layers. It's getting hot out here. What the hell? Playing away, beautiful, beautiful park. Low, rolling hills, like like links, kind of. We did two. This place has got like forty some, forty some holes. It's like two eighteens and a par three. <clears throat> Lots of golf. Played 18 holes. Uh, the first one was more links, so more of like an open rolling hills. And then the second one was more forested, more trees, more elevation. Uh, coming around the fifth hole, fucking sky opens up again, bro. 
just get annihilated with rain. Like, and like little bits of hail soaked. Like, oh. man, my pants are soaked from just standing there. My shoes are soaked. Fuck, I'm soaked everywhere but, like, behind my rain slicker. And we're, like, standing under the tree that doesn't have leaves trying to, like, that be like, oh, this is literally doing nothing, you know? But, yeah, stopped at the turn. Went inside for a Guinness and a Cornish pasty. Which is basically, like, looks like a pizza pop. But it's a handmade like meat pie with like leek and chicken and bacon and potatoes in there. Oh, it was f- oh. was that in the Guinness on the turn, bro? At Cumberwood Park, bro? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> was a good time. Yeah, finished her off. Yeah, and then that was the golfing, man. It was a good time. Went back and then uh, went to the open mic. There was an open mic. Uh, okay. Didn't make it to that. It was full up as well. Went and checked out the open mic, though. Had some drinks there. Met some friends of my friends that live there now. Went to a place called Cider House, which has had lots of cider. <laughs> yeah, had some drinks there. Not there. Yeah, right? Had some drinks there. Grabbed a Domino's pizza on the way home. And Oh, oh, okay. So we've talked about this. We've talked about Domino's. What's, what's... It's fucking UK different Domino's in England, like? bro. They, oh, it's different. Okay. They had, like, some, you know... It's some weird, some weird pizzas, man. There's one called Meteor. And okay. I'm like, I know a Meteor. Fucking Boston Pizza or something like that. Load me up. Hook a brother up. Didn't even read past the meat part. Literally. Meat or, or what? Meteor or what? Fucking barbecue sauce. And like meatballs on it. <laughs> I was like expecting like a tomato sauce. And like bacon and salamis and meatball, like little, like not like, like pepperoni balls, like not like fucking Swedish meatballs, <laughs> and like ham and barbecue sauce and like a piece of pepperoni, like. I fucking mocked it though. It was a. I, well, I was gonna say it was. I hate good. it. I mean, whatever. What are you gonna do when you live in a shoe, right? Mr. Kebab was closed. Had no other options. Friday. Went to Bristol for something to do. Got on a train, eight minute ride. By the way, uh, earlier in the, in the week, I went and I saw Bath Abbey. It was this big ass, monk ass church from like, like it became a monastery in year 567, and they built this church in 1527. And the the the, the organ was as big as the building, and the glass and, and the glass were like the glass was like. Michelangelo or wherever that Leonardo DiCaprio made it, you know? <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy, man. Just walking around that place. It was like, you know, waterfalls and little cute bridges and like, what the fuck? Love it here. Went to Bristol. Basically went to Bristol to get drunk. We had nothing to do, so we're like, let's go to Bristol. Found a place that had bottomless brunch. Let's do that. We're just in time, just before it ends at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> we got there like one thirty. Had some uh, eggs royale, had some eggs Benedict, and drank three bottles of prosecco quick. At that, I I did see that picture. That I was jealous of that, dude. I'm a slut for holiday. Oh yeah, so. yeah, holiday sauce, my dude. Um. 
Then we took an, walked around, took an Uber to this place called the White Lion, and had some drinks up on a patio overlooking this massive ravine where we could see like the Clifton Suspension Bridge, which is a massive suspension bridge. And all of a sudden, like there's a guy like walking on top of the suspension bridge, like on the cable part. We're like, what the fuck? Guy gets three quarters of the way up, fucking jumps, bro. But he had the parachute, so he like base jumped off there. But, like, we didn't know that. And, like, 30 people on this balcony all went, like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many times a week he does this to people. You know, I was, like, at first I'm, like, this guy just fucking killed himself. You know, he's, like, man, I thought thought taxes were bad in Canada, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And then uh, went back to Bath. Went to another bar, walked up this steep ass hill to the Claremont Claremont where we listened to some Irish music play. It's fucking sick. Saturday. Finally been there a full week. <laughs> like this is one week that we had just done that stuff. Went to Cardiff, went to Wales. Had this plate this pizza called Franco Manca. It's a fucking sick ass pizza. Checked out the Cardiff Castle. Uh, went and stayed in this little hotel and like all the buildings are all old and small so they're like tall and narrow staircases and like weird like labyrinths right. and stuff like that little room went to walk down to the harbor saw like the, Engl- the Bristol Channel had a few drinks there went to uh, another bar had some appetizers and then we went to see Big Thief which was fucking awesome Really great band. It was at the Cardiff University Hall. 700 people max, I think. Standing room only. Oh, those are the best. Yeah, but this is something you need to know about England. Because <coughs> this is now Easter weekend. And everybody has been drinking their face off for two days. And there's no air conditioning in England. Oh. It was hotter than the hubs of hell, bro. And we were jammed, like sardine jammed, right up to the stage. And no airflow. People were passing out. Like, probably, like, four people passed out. Oh, my One guy God. passed out before the show fucking started. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is fucked up. And I'm, like, treading off layers, eh? And I'm, like, doing this, like, making away with my <laughs> shirt. You know, and we doing okay. And then, like, one point I see my buddy, like, teeter. And I'm like, oh, like, I thought I was going to have to catch him. And then uh, my one friend, she's like, I got to go. Like, I'm going to pass out. I got to go back. I got to go back to the, the back row. Save the show. It's fucking sick. Didn't pass out. Lost a lot of fluids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was sweet. You just came out yeah. dripping. Exactly. So now it's Easter Saturday. We walk back to our hotel, which is like smack bam in the middle of downtown Cardiff, by the way. And we get there, and people in town are drinking, bro. Like, everybody in that town was pissed up, and every bar was loaded to the tits. There's, like, fucking 60-year-old ladies spilling drinks, man. There's, like, fucking 50, 60, 70-year-old man. Like, like everybody of all ages is out there just, like, you know, pounding cheesy chips into their drunk faces and spilling beers. It was wild, man. It was... It was like I thought a meteor was coming. 
and it was gonna kill everybody in this specific city. That's what it was like, and everybody was like, "Fuck it, it's Easter." Let's, you know, <laughs> I don't have to work for like at least two more days, maybe, if I live. And like, they don't have a lot of, a lot of drive-throughs. They have like takeaway, right? So there's like, you go to a store and you get some fucking fish and chips or some trips or some forma or some wraps or whatever and you go and you eat it and you stick it in the garbage can and you light up another smoke and you go to another place and you keep drinking and there was takeaway garbage all over the street bro there's pizza boxes and chip bags and like foam containers and like beer cans and like homeless guy and I'm like this is my <laughs> this is my people you know like I'm back at home in Winnipeg uh, no, I didn't think that. I thought this is fucked. So of course we had a few more drinks, <laughs> and then went back to the hotel. And yeah, it was like World War Two out there. And then, uh, and then at like seven o'clock in the morning, I heard the street sweeper go by. We checked out of the hotel. We left at like eleven. Couldn't even tell, man. The whole like all of the garbage <laughs> was cleaned up. The streets were clean. It was like when we got there. It looked better than when we got there. <laughs> you know. And I could tell that I could tell that there was going to be some partying happening that night because when we got there, we were walking to the hotel and there's this guy busking. He's playing like, "Hey there, Delilah, what it's like?" And he's doing like some like song like that, but like slow, you know. And then there's some guy there just slurring his words, holding like pretend air guitar, going, "Rocky Roll, man!" Like two feet away from this guy. And it's like, you're really enjoying the show a lot. And you're the only one there. Nobody else listening to this guy but you. Uh, yeah, good times. <laughs> so, yeah, walked through the park. Met some guy named Roy. Talked about hockey. Good Welsh dude. Uh, okay. Ran into him again later. Because we were walking through the park. And he just happened to be at that park. And he was like, oh, hey. You know? But there was this one woman at the coffee shop that was, like, super vulgar. And she was saying, like, really vulgar and appropriate things to people. And he was behind us in the line in the coffee shop. And then we went over to a bench and we sat down. Then he came up to us. He's like, I'm not trying to follow you, but there's a really, like, rude woman back there trying to, like, tell me, like, lick her asshole and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and he's like, he sees she was saying that to everybody. He's like, if you keep on saying that and not following through, people stop believing you. <laughs> So that was uh, that was Wales. Uh, took a bus to back to Bristol, off the train, flew to Scotland. Landed landed in Edinburgh at uh, ten o'clock at night on Easter Sunday. So yeah, I was in Easter in on Easter weekend, between Good Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Easter Monday, I was in three different countries. <coughs> Uh, got a cab to our Airbnb, which was a good play. Uh, but it was, again, it was pitch black. I couldn't see the city. It was like, crazy. Like, every time I'd arrive somewhere, it'd be, like, fucking dark as shit. And you'd wake up in the morning and be like, fuck, bro, that's what this looks like, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, you go and have a few drinks and, like, trip over a couple of cobblestones and, you know, have a lamb wrap. You wake up in the morning and you're like, fuck, this is where I've been drinking all night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to this place, uh... Airbnb was good. Uh, freaking hilarious thing though was I had like a pullout, like a couch. 
That's what I slept on. It was like two beds, right? So I'm like, I got, I'll get the pull out the couch. And uh, the only sheets that were in there were like Wonder Woman sheets, man. So I slept with Wonder Woman sheets on my pull-out couch for like four <laughs> days in Scotland. It was so funny. But by like the second day, uh, my back was like a question mark because the spring was all like... And like the first night I fell asleep fine because I was hammered. And then the second night I was like had some troubles. So then after that, I just ripped the cushion off, folded the couch back into itself and just put the mattress on the floor. Game changers. That's a, that's a yeah, good play. That's how I got my job for Sealy. Um, <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> went to a couple bars. Went to this place called Piper's Rest, which was a pretty cool. There were some Scottish guys singing Scottish music. You know, you you go three different parts of the world in one weekend, and everybody talks different, but they're saying the same things. <clears throat> um. And they thought that we were American. And we're like, oh, no, we're, we're from Canada. And, like, Scottish people are really friendly. And the guy, he apologized, like, four times. He's like, oh, that's like calling me English. And it's like, ah, uh, no, I think your history is a little bit different, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> but whatever. <clears throat> Not that there's anything wrong with Americans. It's just what this guy said. Uh, but then when, when one guy in the, in the, <laughs> in the, Claremont when we were listening to the Irish music he's like oh yeah these these people are Canadians and he's like what I, what does that gotta do with me or something like that or like <laughs> I was like what am I supposed to do about that or, or something that was hilarious no what's that gotta, yeah, oh no he said that's not my problem <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's not my problem with Canadians uh, it was so funny um Went to this place called Banshee's Labyrinth, man. And it was like a dungeon. There was like chains on the walls where people had been hung. And you'd like walk in this one room. And it was like legitimately a labyrinth. Like I have no idea. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. Christ. No, like, like you could find your way out. But it was like you're not sure how. You just walk until you f- see something that looks familiar. Um, it wasn't like massively like. It's not like there's people dying in the. It's not like a fucking corn maze. Like it's a bar. But, like, you go into this one room, and there's, like, a, a metal music going on. And everything's, like, dark. Yeah. And, like, Edinburgh's got a very dark past, sketchy past. So it's very, like, eerie and gothic in a lot of ways, which is pretty cool. And then you go to another room, and there's, like, karaoke, and some guys singing, like, Country Roads. And then you go into <laughs> another room, and it's, like, a hallway, and there's, like, one of those, like, fake guillotines on the wall. And you're like, what the fuck? And then you go into this other room, and it's like a it's a movie theater set up in the bar. And there's like these wooden benches where you can just like put your beer on. You could sit there and watch like a fucking shitty B movie. Watched a bit of Batman and Robin. Sat there and just like drank a beer, watched Batman and Robin and Banshee's Labyrinth in Scotland. And we're like, what the fuck? <coughs> but yeah, did that. <clears throat> Got another lamb wrap and fucking went to bed. Um. Monday, Easter Monday. Uh, yeah, fucking really cool place to be. Looked out my my the window in the morning from the kitchen, and you could see Arthur's Seat, like out of the kitchen, like this massive like hill. I was like, what the fuck? It's so crazy. I uh, went to this place called M's Cafe for breakfast. Had some Scottish breakfast, which was fucking good breakfast, man. 
potato scone with beans, sourdough toast, cherry tomatoes, eggs, bacon, sausage, haggis, and black pudding. And then I went and fucking climbed the mountain. Had like a massive breakfast and then climbed uh, Arthur's seat. And you can see all of Edinburgh from there and it's like massively oh, steep and like there's like proper hills and like wildflowers and the earth, the grass is all thick and mossy. It's crazy. Uh, That's amazing. Oh, it's crazy. Windier than fuck. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, then we... Um, I was going to go to Edinburgh Castle, but it was sold out for the day, so I bought a ticket for Wednesday. We went for to a place called Chow Roma for dinner, shake it up a little bit, and there was a guitar that was in there that was given to the owner that was signed and gifted from Ronnie Wood, this fucking strat man. From the Rolling Stones. Uh, <clears throat> Tuesday. Tuesday was pretty good. We did a... Uh, a Highlands tour, except it was more—it was more of a Lowlands tour. We did a Highlands tour, so we did like a bus tour. Went a little bit through Edinburgh, and like there's so oh I got a beer, fuck yeah! <laughs> I forgot I had a beer, man. Sitting here getting warm, what the fuck? I knew I was gonna be doing a lot of talking, so I got a Coke Zero, a whiskey, and a Bush Latte. Man, I can't believe I was drunk every day for 15 days. Anyways. <laughs> go to this tour. So there's old Edinburgh and there's new Edinburgh. Or old town and new town, right? So the old town was very medieval and gothic. That was during the time of King James. King James right. was extremely superstitious. And there was some witches that were burned at the stake for being... Witches, of course. Witchcraft wasn't into it. Banned sorcery. Not a fan. And legitimately, there was a lake on the other side of the castle. Edinburgh Castle sits in the middle of the city on an old volcano. I'm not even making that shit up. It takes a mile to walk from the bottom to the top. And at the top, there's a castle. And at the bottom, there's a palace. Okay. It sounds like I'm just making shit up here. But this is, you know? No. No, this is, this is the UK, right? my friend. So there was at one point in time a lake on the other side of the castle. And if you were accused of witchcraft, you would tie your hands and legs to a board behind your back and throw you over the castle walls into the lake. If you floated, you were a witch and you got burnt at the stake. If you smashed and drowned and died and sunk to the bottom, they got a Oh, not a witch. That's good. Sorry. <laughs> so this went on for a bit. Like, you know, this wasn't like a weekend thing. Like, this is happening always. Um. Yeah. So that was fucked up. So when King, when King George came and whatever, they went to go build the new town. And the new town is Georgian, so it's very, like, limestone, like Bath. Like a lot of English towns, Georgian looking. It was during the time of King George. That's where that comes from. Right. So they excavated and drained the lake to build these. When they did that, um, 
they found a bunch of skeletons too because they've been like tossing people in there for like a while. So yeah, there's like lots of like hauntings and all that kind of shit. Like there's a witch tours and all that kind of stuff and haunted places tours in Scotland, which is kind of cool. Anyways, um, at one point in time, there's a funny story about the Scottish people and uh, tax evasion. Uh, so Edinburgh was more of like the royal town, really royal people, important people stayed there. Glasgow was like more blue collar, right? Their industry was shipbuilding. Um, they had these Georgians homes with these nice, beautiful like windows. And the king's like, wow, if these people are so, you know, have so much money to afford this nice home. And they can afford all these nice windows to let all this light into their nice homes. They should be able to pay like a window tax. So he was going to charge a window tax to all these homes. And the people were like, fuck that. And they just like knocked out their windows and bricked them up. <laughs> can't pay window tax if you don't, can't pay window tax if you don't have any windows. Right? So this will be like, like a nice home and then there'll be like a window that's like randomly boarded up. Or like, like stoned up. Yeah. Went to Falkirk. Which is directly in between Edinburgh and and, and Glasgow. Um, they used to have to like try to get equipment back and forth for shipbuilding, and they built canals from Edinburgh to Glasgow. And Falkirk is the middle of that canal, and there's a bunch of gates there. And they used to use Clydesdales to pull these barges down the river or down the canal. So they then eventually went to trains, right? So they built this big monument for these horses. And I don't know if you saw that picture on Instagram. These horses, they're like 300 feet tall. And this guy built them. His name is Andy Scott. And they're like, yeah, we got a little bit of money in the budget. Like, build us something nice, but like, don't go too crazy. Guy went fucking crazy, man. Yeah. And like when we got there, it's just like, Andy, you sick bastard. Uh, anyways, went to Falkirk, check that out. Went to uh, Whiskey Distillery, just outside of uh, Glasgow. Checked out Akintosh Whiskey Distillery. Really cool, man. Definitely a new appreciation for whiskey. Learned a lot of information on it. I learned that whiskey takes at minimum three years to produce. So that's why a lot of whiskey distilleries also make gin, because gin's way quicker. And you get faster turnaround, and you can do like a bunch of infusions and stuff, and make all weird kind of crazy things, right? So it's like instant cash revenue. But apparently, eighty to eighty-two percent of all the gym that's consumed in the UK comes from Scotland. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I went to this place called Loch Loman, place with Balmaha for dinner. I had some meat pie there; it was pretty fucking good. And then. This this Loch Lomond is the biggest lake in in Scotland and the longest inland stretch of water in the UK. Um, and there's like an island with like wallabies on it. Because this guy like many years ago, like went and he was in New Zealand and he brought back some wallabies because he thought his wife might like them. And then he's like, his land got taken away and he didn't know to do these wallabies. So he just like rode them out to the middle of the lake and just like let them on this island. And he's like, well, they'll live there, hopefully safe and maybe pass away peacefully. But they just like got after it and like 
just inhabit like flourished. There's like there's almost too many wallabies, you know. Yeah, which is wild. Went to Stirling Castle, which was really cool. Much different than Edinburgh Castle because Stirling Castle is really like preserved to the point to its naturalness as it can be. So like the king's bedroom looks like a bedroom and like the ceilings are all ornate and the tapestry is ridiculous and like all that kind of stuff, right? Um check that out and then came home. That was the that was the Highlands tour. Um Oh yeah, then we went to this place called went for a few drinks. Well, we met up, uh, yeah, went for a few drinks, went to this place called Whiskey Binkies or Whistle Binkies. Got wrecked. Man, got wrecked. These guys were playing some good guitar, had multiple drinks. Um, talked to some guys from Ireland called the String Ninjas. Those guys are cool. Um, yeah, got hammered, went home, ate some ramen. <clears throat> Wednesday went... Dude, it was in the Airbnb. Like, it was really high-quality stuff. It was left there. Like, crushed it. Crushed it. Big soup guy. BSG. Ah, Thursday. Wednesday. Oh, fucking Wednesday, man. Oh. So Wednesday, I went to Cardiff Castle. Went by myself because my friends had been before. Checked out. Really cool, massive. Spent, like, almost three hours in there. Checked out the Scottish War Museum. Checked out the 1 o'clock gun. Did not go to any of the crown jewels because everybody was trying to get there and it's massive and like don't have time for that. Did the audio guide through the whole castle. Really cool. Again, more touristy because like this is the Great Hall and it's an exhibit. You know? Um, check that out. And then I went, oh yeah, I went down to Scottish Mile. There's like uh, 25. 25 wool shops oh sorry on the Royal Mile Royal Mile there's like 25 wool shops in the Royal Mile went and did some shopping bought a couple tartans got one for me got one for my buddy bought my hat my flat flat brimmed hat hat uh yeah and then yeah started going to the crazy bars afterwards went and hung a back out at the, at the Airbnb for a bit and then went out had, had a nap actually and then yeah went went to some drinks Yeah, oh yeah, no, like five hours a night. Well, no, because we would start the day at like 11 or like eight or 10 o'clock. I was usually up at like 8 or 9, then we'd just lay in there. So then went to this bar and it was like an old cathedral. And, no, and but it was converted to like a Frankenstein-themed bar. And like there was a big Frankenstein, there was theme bars everywhere, man. There's big Frank. You walk in, and then and there was Frankenstein there, and you go, and there was like a grass, you know, and the lights were all green and like plasma electricity things, and there was like a body that apparently like comes down from the ceiling at eleven o'clock at night, and it like looks like Frankenstein, and he gets electrocuted, and he's like, I'm alive, but it wasn't working. It was like getting repaired. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. Went to this place called Oz, which was like Australian themed. And then we did this karaoke bar called Dropkick Murphys. Uh, 
and had some drinks. And there was uh, karaoke going on too. And then I don't know how it happened, but we got mixed in with like these Irish girls from and just started like I was jigging with them. And then they were like encouraging me and pound me pound my beers and I was like pounding my beers. All of a sudden I look around like somebody's got my hat on, you know, and we're like swinging around the circle like like it was a great time. And I tried to do like a crossover on my jig and like I fucking twisted my knee, man. <laughs> I totally I blew out I have I blew my knee at Dropkick Murphy's. Yeah. That would be the place. But like I just sprained it. Like I know what like I didn't go down, right? Like I've gone down before. I know what a tearing an ACL is like. But I just immediately had flashbacks. I'm like, not now, not again, not in Scotland. <laughs> you know, I'm like don't don't make me have to go through this knee surgery process all over again because I was drunk dancing with some Irish girls in Scotland and tried to do like a jig and blew my knee out because that'd be the fucking old shit. But whatever. <laughs> my friends were like, oh, is that your good knee? I'm like, hey, this is the thing you need to know. Both of my knees are shit. Like I've had surgery on both of them. The same surgery, which would be a full-ass ACL replacement times two on all of the legs that I have. What part of... Was that your good knee? You know? But it was. It wasn't my good knee. Actually, my good knee is the one with the less kilometers on it. So. Got the ACL changed at different times, man. It's not like I walked, like, a double. It's not like I skipped everywhere, you know? Like. <coughs> Oh, yeah, that was something else. Yeah, last day in Scotland was slow, bro. Like, literally, I was, like, I was hobbling around. Like, I I, I lived for a couple of days. It was, I took one to my confidence. But I didn't let it hold me back. I didn't let it to get me down. I was not super into it, but whatever. The last day, we just walked around in Scotland, checked out this place called Dean Village. Went to this place called St. Bernard's, cool bar. Had some drinks. Um... Yeah, went back to the airport. Basically, just kind of wandered around, had some drinks, went to the airport, and uh, flew back to flew back to Bristol. Took an Uber from Bristol to Bath. It's like an eight minute train ride. It's like thirty clicks. Yeah, back in Bath, man. And then uh, I I just hobbled around a little bit, but it was getting better by the day. And actually, I'm doing fine now. It's almost not bothering me at all now. And I started working out again. So, um. Went and saw the Roman baths, man. And the Roman baths are <clears throat> the largest Roman baths, like year, like the sixth century, right? This stuff was found by the Romans. Um, Roman baths in 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 Bath is is the largest in the UK. And I think one of the largest in the world is actually fed by a natural hot spring. So it's a hot bath that's fed by a natural hot spring. And they had, like, a big, massive, hot bath, man. They had a, a soaking hot, like, a hot tub, like, a super hot one. And then they had, like, a cold plunge. And they had, like, a steam room. Romans fucking were nuts, bro. And, like, a reservoir. So, like, if it got too full, it would always, you know. And then they diverted the water back to the river. Like, how does that even, how do you even do that? You know? And... And, like, the sauna they made, they built, like, an elevated floor. 
on p- tiles, and they made it so the water would run around these pillars. And then they put tiles and then concrete and then a tile again. And they built this big dome-shaped room, and the hot water under the hot floor would heat the room, and you would splash water in the walls, and you'd have a fucking sauna. Who does that? Like, don't you have other things to do? You like how many how many guys? How long did it take to build this fucking bathtub? And it was so ornate, and there's like carvings of Julius Caesar around it, and it's like, what? Like, I think it took an extra thousand years for Central Europe to catch up to the Roman Empire. If they had kept going, man, we would have had iPhones in like the 1800s. We wouldn't. We would already nuked ourselves. Long ago. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then <laughs> went to a really nice place for dinner. Had like a kick ass pork chop. Truffle mashed potatoes. You still there? Saturday was the last day. Went to this little town called Bradford on Avon, which is just like a super, super cute little English village. Uh, walked around there, went down to the canal, canal, went and had a few drinks, went back to Bath, went to a, the oldest pub in Bath called uh, Charles Dickens, uh, no, called the Saracen's Head, where Charles Dickens wrote his first serial. Can you hear me yeah, now? Yeah, buddy. All right. I'm so sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Like, you were just going, and then no worries. It, it cut out. And it logged me right off of Skype. No so. worries. Anyway, I'm grab myself some. Go uh, on. What do you got there? Oh, Lee and Perrins, some, eh? Some where's where's their sauce chips? That's wild to me. That is wild to me that, like, you go across the pond and you get some like different variety of of flavors going on. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't shock me really, but like, still, no, that's uh, that's that's amazing. Where were you in your story, though? It's funny, though, because, like, the Lay's chips and the Walker's chips, like, the label looks the same. One name says Lay's, one name says Walker's. It's fucked up. (laughs) I was, uh, on my last full day in England, Saturday. Um, yeah. Took an Uber to a little town called Bradford on Avon. Check that out. Super cute, super quaint. Little small traditional English village, right on the River Avon. There's like canal boats parked in the canal, and it's like a cool day. So they have like their wood furnaces on, and you know, then the sun comes out, and you sit in the patio and have a beer. And there's dogs walking off the leash because they just do what they're told, you know, that kind of shit. Everything's proper in England, dude. Bit of Pleasantville vibes, but other than that. Perfect. It's like a either retire or raise a family kind of town, you know. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, um, chips rep. Check that out. Uh, I took the train back, and then uh, went to this place called uh, Saracen's Head. Which is the oldest bar in Bath. And uh, Charles Dickens actually lived there for a while and wrote his first serial, The Pitwick Papers, in a corner of that bar. 
How much does trip cost you? Like, <laughs> when you got back, like... Well, I was just sitting in a bar at that point. <laughs> don't know. Didn't look at my visa. Still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, called him back and I was like, hey, remember I told you guys I was going on a trip? Uh, JK, I was joking. Somebody else did, though. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, then picked up some, uh, some Indian food, some takeaway. Had some, uh, tikka masala, which is English, English's national dish, by the way. And also some lamb madra. That was fucking good. And yeah, that was my last day, man. Next day, got on the bus at uh, 9.30, like across the street from the place that I lived at for a week. Uh, Say goodbye to my friends. That was pretty bittersweet. Um, didn't really want to go, but at the same time, it was, I was starting, I wasn't really homesick, but there was times when I'd like, you know, when you'd wake up at night or like you'd uh, lay there in the, in the morning or right before you fall asleep, you're like, I kind of wish I was in my own bed right now. No. Yeah. I, I, I get that feeling. Yeah. So it wasn't like, uh, oh, I want to go home. Like I'm done. You know, like the trip was fantastic, but it was just like, ah, I got, I don't want to leave, but I kind of got to go, you know, um, took the bus to London. Okay. And like London, like. Took the bus, two and a half hours, what would normally be an hour on a train. Went through Swindon, went through Reading, Reading. Took me to London Central Bus Station, which is at the Terminal 2 at the airport. I used Terminal 5. If you're ever bored on Google Maps sometime, go to Satellite View and look up Heathrow Airport and then slowly zoom out and see how long it takes you to zoom out before you can't see the airport compared to London. It's fucking huge. To get to Terminal 5, I had to take an elevator to take a walkway to take a train to Terminal 5 to take an elevator to go up a set of escalators to get to the main level of Terminal 5 to check my bag, which took like two minutes. To go through security, which took like eight minutes. Because they have just so many gates open. And there's lots of people working there. And it's efficient. Everything's efficient. Like it took me not very long to get through 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 there. Sat down, had a full English breakfast. That's the way to go I out. I had to. That's the way yeah, to go out. It kind of sucked at the restaurant, but it was good. Um, yeah, and then from there... Um, went down to the main level. Every terminal has three levels. So there's an underground, the main level, and then an upper level where you board the plane. At least three levels. Five of them. Each terminal, like Terminal 5, is bigger than Toronto. Right. There's five of them. Hang out at the main level. And then, and then I, my gig, my gig gets posted. I had to hang out with it for like three four hours, eat a bag of gummies, have a couple of beers. Um, gate gets posted. I have one hour to get to my to my gate. <clears throat> to had to take an elevator to take another train to gates B1 to B33 to take an elevator to take two escalators to walk 10 minutes to get to my gate. That's fucking massive. 
Yeah. It's almost too big. It's it's probably bigger than Winnipeg, man. Maybe not, but no, it can't be. That's erroneous. But it, <laughs> but it's fucking big. Um, fucking good chips. Get on the plane, no problem. Stayed awake, stayed awake the whole time. Read most of a book. I had not as much room in my seat as I would like, but I also had an aisle seat. It's it's either the window or the aisle. Yeah. Fuck that middle seat. I think on a short flight, take the window, and a long flight, take the aisle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because when you're 10,000 feet in the air, it's all fucking tiny. You know? And you're going like 800 kilometers an hour. Like, what's there to see? You know? <laughs> you can only see the clouds yeah. once. You know? Exactly. Um... My God! And then, oh, what the, an incredible! You know what the trip, worst part man. of the whole trip was? Landing what? in Toronto. Oh, because that airport sucks ass. And when I when I went to a different country, when I went to London, my bags were transferred. I didn't talk to anybody. I just scanned my passport. I went in. I get to Canada, and there's two people at the gate as everybody getting off, looking at their passport, like police people like looking at people and or border officers I guess I should say how long have you been gone what were you doing or why are you coming to Canada what are you planning on doing here like looking at you and it's like man really they only have they don't have this anywhere else they didn't have it in between England and Wales in between Wales and Scotland in between Scotland and England in between Canada and London and England so what is this Go then I have to go to a customs. Another like a shittier quality version of the one they had in London of scanning my passport. Then I had to declare my alcohol. And then I had to print me a receipt. And then I had to go and take my receipt to some another border security guy so that he can draw a red line on it. And give it back to me. Like, what was the what was the purpose of all of this? So you want to see them declaring something, but you don't care what it is. You don't care how much. Like, I could have put like fourteen thousand kgs of meth on there, and you would have just like put a line on there. Whatever. Anyways, next thing I know, I'm on baggage claim side. I only have a two-hour layover this time. And there's somebody on the loudspeaker saying. If you're flying in from London, your bag will not be transferred over. You must collect your luggage. So I had to wait for my bag to come around the carousel, and I had to go to the WestJet line, which is because I had a British Airways ticket, but I was flying on a WestJet flight. So then I had to walk all the way to the other end of the airport to get into my bag at the bag check at the WestJet line, and then go back through security again. Security oh. was 60 people long. And there was two gates open. I'm like, sick. This is sick. I've already done this. I've <laughs> already done this, and now I'm doing it again. And then, yeah, so I had to go back to security. I made it to my flight with, like, 20 minutes to spare. But. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's brutal. 
So when you when you were finally back, you must have just felt like, oh, thank God. That By the time I got on that second flight, I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. This guy better fucking drive, you know, because I'm ready to go home. <laughs> yeah, that's an incredible trip. Dude. It was great. That 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 I I want to go to England. I want to go to England with you though. Like, go then. That's the play right Let's there. Go next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> no, that 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 sounds like an incredible time, dude. Like, I am. I'm very happy you got an opportunity to actually do that. And I know in the beginning you were like, ah, oh, should I? Shouldn't I? And I've always been for like, just fucking let let her rip, bro. Let no, it, rip. it was good for me. It got me out of my comfort zone. You know, yes. it got me. You know, learn some stuff about myself. Take some time to appreciate the world I live in as much as experience how big the rest of it is and how different some of the other ones are. Um, it was weird, you know, sitting here last week looking at spreadsheets when exactly a week ago I was standing in front of St. Gilles Cathedral at the base of the Royal Mile. That was a little bit weird to wrap my head around. When I first walked into my house, too, I was like, I, I live here? Like, I mean, I told you how much stuff I did. It was like I was gone for a month. Yeah. No, you you did like a month's worth of activity in 15 days. Yeah. That's it's incredible how much you got accomplished. Huh. And that's and that's why I say like god if I'm going to go, I'm going to go with you because like now you've been. So now you know the fastest routes, you know how to get where get places and get in. From the part place of London we were staying around in. Um after being there for 3 days, I could walk you to all of the places that I went to, like, cause I went to when I, I we stayed in a good location. We went to, like I said, London, Big Ben, London Eye, Parliament buildings. James, <laughs> um, <laughs> British Museum, um, Buckingham Palace, all within walking walking distance of where we stayed. I could, I could, it's cool because I could like walk you around Bath too now and probably parts of Edinburgh. <laughs> That's the dude, yeah. No, like I want the exact trip that you had without the you knee know. thing. Yes, without the knee <laughs> thing. And, and definitely, I, I, when you told me that you, <laughs> you injured your knee, I'm like, oh, fuck. No, it's good to see that you, uh, you bounce back pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, I think I, I Man, think I just like, sprained. I, and I just sprained the ten. So I just need to do more single leg stuff and get back on the stability and strength training. I've been kind of slacking on that a little bit anyway. So it's kind of been more focusing on running, but that's not going to work for me. Not not with a bum knee, that's for sure. Um, while you were gone, while you were gone, the world went nuts. Really? Over, over Bud Light. I tell me. So, like, Bud Light did some trans stuff, and whatever. Whatever. It's fucking beer. I don't give a shit. But, like, so, (laughs) fucking Kid Rock. Kid Rock boycotted Bud Light and posted a video on TikTok of him shooting with, like, an automatic rifle two giant cases of Bud Light. But for me, if you're going to do a boycott, you probably shouldn't buy the Bud Light. That's just me. <laughs> like, like that's not a good boycott. Even Let me tell you, Bud Light doesn't give a shit if you shoot two cases of it. You bought it. That's your, <laughs> that's your right at that point. 
And also, how's Kid Rock gonna like boycott Bud Light when he looks like the human version of Bud Light? Not anymore, man. You know what the human version of Bud Light looks like? What's that? Looking short shorts, <laughs> Bass Pro Fishing Shop, mullets, mustaches, and fucking ski blades. Like ski fucking goggles. Fuck it. Fuck it. Looks, the the, the, the town like, that I live in. You look it's like looks like Edmonton. <laughs> If Edmonton was a if human, Edmonton was a human, and also Bud Light at the same time, um, I, I had a, I had a couple things <laughs> that happened to me while you were gone. Um, I got to experience something for the first time. I I got to fire somebody. Sick. How's that? Okay, so oh, wait, I, you told me a bit of this. Yes. So like, you were telling me the story when I was in Toronto. It, perhaps I think it, was, yeah. it, it, it probably lines up. It probably lines up. So my boss gets to work and she's like, you got to fire this guy. And it, it was this midget that we hired our, sorry, little person. I don't know if he was actually a midget or a little person, whatever he was, he was a midget with a tiny, tiny man named Tony. And Tony was an old guy. He's an old guy. Kitchen game. No, no. I, although I had a server, who worked with him in the past. And on his first day, she walked into the kitchen and went, Minion! And we all just went, Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. And he was just like, Hello! But anyway, so... like She used he, to call uh, him that he worked with us for, at the other place? I guess. Uh, I guess. <laughs> so he worked with us for about three weeks, and I guess on one Friday night, he had pretty much muscled his way, if you could imagine that uh on to grill just to try himself out and uh I, f- I guess i don't know if he had it like well done steaks or whatever the case may be but like he used the meat tenderizer and somehow broke his finger using this thing not like you would imagine like this onto the other finger but like somehow slipped his finger onto the hand that was holding the tenderizer and broke his finger that's neither here nor there. So, of was course, he drunk like, and he didn't he come hit in. his knuckle on the table? No. No. No, he was... I, I, I wasn't there for it. I heard about it, though. So... The hammer? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he used the meat tenderizer and broke his finger somehow. We we still hadn't figured out how. But he... Uh, fuck. He, he obviously was off for a couple days. And then the week goes by, and he shows up on the Thursday. Um, and so we're all assuming everything's fine. He's got a finger in a splint in a kitchen. You work with a broken finger. Like it's not that that's, that's you're, you're fine. Then he basically apparently told one of the managers on duty that night that he might show up for his next shift, but he wasn't sure because he wasn't feeling like he, he could do it with his finger. And he's like, all right, well, just message Rylan or, uh, the other manager tomorrow and, and uh, let them know what your plan is. And then we can work around that. So then we didn't hear from him for three days and he didn't show up for three days. And uh, we have a, a kitchen right now where we can afford to fire people if they need to be, if needs be. So my boss comes up to me and she goes, so you're going to fire Tony today. And I'm just like, Oh, I've never done that before. How does Tony feel All about right? that? Does he know? <laughs> 
So it was the first, not only was it the first time I fired somebody, but it was the first time I changed the midget's life. And I, I got two in one day, man. Two in one day. I was rock hard by the end of that. Just. Was it religious? Was it religious feeling? A little bit. There was, once I was done, I was walking around like this. I love how like, you, I love how you like, I love how you like exclude the fact that it was probably a negative change. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely positive. Definitely. And don't get me wrong. Oh, so no, this him. guy. The balls on this midget. The balls on this midget. I fire him, and then he proceeds to drink at our bar for four hours after that. And, like, he's a tiny man, so a beer and a half, and he's fucking just tanked. He probably had six. Like, it was just brutal. And he came back a couple days after that. There was one day he, like, cornered one of our cooks at the bar. Not, like, aggressively. Did he paid for his drinks? talking. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. As soon as as soon as they realized he was fired, they're like, "All right, he's got a tab now." So, got a stat <laughs> tab for you, minion. Go- <laughs> Jesus, I, I just I, like I, if I got fired from a place, the last thing I would do was walk outside and then walk back inside and drink for four hours. I, I just I I wouldn't want to be there. I don't know about Where's you. Where's the next but, closest like, bar? That just, down the street. Oh, yeah. See, I would have went there. Yeah. I would have went like, there and Christ. had like seven drinks and been like, you guys hiring? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like the only other story I have before headlines. God, this one's a, this one happened a while ago before the last uh, world's funniest technically, but uh, we recorded that one um, for my birthday. So this story I've been sitting on for a little bit. So about a month and a half ago, maybe a month ago, I got really sick, like just puking my guts out sick. Woke Did up I know this? one morning. At... I... No, I haven't told you. You just like, yet. you just were like near death, but decided not to tell me because you're like, save it for the podcast. Oh, when the year of the story ends, you'll know why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know that I have a, a, uh, a paralyzed dog and, uh, he, he doesn't, who he, came, like, he gets who around came fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I got him that way. It wasn't like he got here and I kicked him in the back no. or nothing. <laughs> you should try that. See if he learns to walk again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, he, he you know, he, he gets around weird, but he gets around. He's fucking fast for a paralyzed dog. <laughs> Just my, son wanted, my son wanted the a... fastest fucking paralyzed dog I've ever seen. It's true. My son wanted a puppy. I figured I'd get him half a puppy. Sa- you know save I mean? money. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's like going to Sergeant Blue. I get up and have him cut him in half because your legs are too short. Fuck! I can make two pairs of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I get up at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, and my guts are just like shit. They're just the shits. And I know, I like, I get up and I'm like, Ugh, and I go towards the bathroom. And this dog, I, I, I at that night, I left him out of the crate. And he was just excited to see me come out of my bedroom. So he's just, like, at my feet, like, hey, man, I know it's early, but how's it going? How's it going? This poor dog, I just went, and puked all over the fucking Oh, dog. no. No. So... Immediately, I'm just like, of course, remorseful because, like, no, this is just not how my life is. 
I pick him up. I put him in the bathtub. I fucking, I'm, I wash him off. But as I'm washing him off, I'm still puking into the toilet, which, thank God, is so close to my bathtub. I'm just, I'm puking, I'm bathing. I'm puking, I'm bathing. It's it's not a good scene in my It's like the Roman baths. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I get him all cleaned up. I dry him off and he, I put him back down on the floor and he's just watching me just continue to puke into the fucking toilet. It's a bad scene, like I said. And at this point, I look at him and I'm like, hey, buddy, are you okay? And he looks at me, he cocks his head, he shits on the floor and then drags it all oh. across the kitchen and the hallway and just fucking destroys the apartment. So at that point, I fucking I got the mop, I got the fucking the Mister Clean, I mopped the floors, I put him, I wash his ass off, I put him to bed, I put me to bed. But right before I, I go to bed, I text my boss and I'm like, I'm not making it in tomorrow. It's not happening, not at all. And yeah, that that might be the the worst experience getting sick I think I've ever fucking had. So did you were you still sick the next day? Oh, yeah, like, it, the next day, and I think the day after, too, I still felt shit. You were, like, vomiting so, for, I don't like, know three days. Stomach virus that was going around the kitchen, and I thought I... Because I, everyone was getting better. So I'm like, ooh, it missed me. And then, fuck, hit me like a ton of bricks. Fucking puked in your dog, your dog shit on your house. That's... Yep. That's a country That's Thank a country God that was a weekend. Right there for you, man. <laughs> First verse, first verse, I puked on my dog. Second verse, dog shit on my house. Third verse, still sick, but I went to work. Got them bills. Yeah. All right, DK, this has been a fantastic show. We're going to close this motherfucker out with headlines. Are you excited? Let her buck, man. Let her buck. Here we go. Hungry moose fingered as possible factor in climate change. I'm sorry? <laughs> Hungry Moose has been fingered? <laughs> hungry Hungry Moose fingered as possible factor in climate change. Yeah, see, if you read that properly, I think that they fingered, I think they spelled, that's supposed to be figured. That's what they did. I don't, maybe. Or fingered is in like, it, it's I'm pretty your sure fault. it read fingered. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're pointing it out. That fucking Hungry Moose is making the world hot. Yeah. I mean, if I get an extra boost, hey. <laughs> Massive penis man who claimed his girlfriend choked to death during oral sex is dramatically found not guilty of murder. Whether... Uh, still guilty, man. He just murdered that pussy, that's all. No, she choked to death. <laughs> when somebody's choking, whether it's on a fucking almond, a banana, a Johnsonville sausage, it all looks the same. It's true. Oh. That's true. That's Man, true. And they they need to pick out they need to pick out a safe word. By the way, you know what the best safe word is? What? Meatloaf. Because I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> Raccoon makes Ohio woman run for her life. She eats pavement. Then her boyfriend tries to flex the critter. 
Oh, I tried to beat him up, eh? I guess. I guess. You know what? I gotta, I gotta, I'm not going to lie to you. When the headline starts with, did you say Florida woman? No, just woman. Okay. Cause I, heard, I thought I heard Florida woman based off of the last of that. Where did it happen? Florida? I, I, I don't know where it happened, but God, I, I you know what? We're, we're ending with Florida, so like it, it, it very well could have happened there. Four arrested in tipsy taco brawl. Hard shell or like soft shell tacos? Or... <laughs> That's what I want to know. Man breaks into Burger King, drinks gallons of deep frying oil. Not healthy. That's. <laughs> I saw the picture of the guy. He didn't look like he was. That was on his uh, number one priority dude, list. Dude. Elderly woman taken to wrong house by ambulance, tucked into stranger's bed. That's amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine? Someone's grandma just gets tucked in next to you. What are the chances that A, they take her to the wrong house completely, and B, that the door's unlocked and there's nobody home and they can just go bring her in and put her in somebody else's bed? Or that that person's like, yeah, come on in, grandma. Like, what are the chance? Do you think that there'd be somebody at the door be like, I didn't order that pizza? You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> You got some dominoes? Yeah, here's your grandma. What? <laughs> God. NASA sets its sights on probing Uranus. Jesus. That's all you got for that one. That's good. <laughs> State population to double by 2040. Babies to blame. 100% the problem. And finally, Florida men, one disguised in bull costume, allegedly tried to burn boyfriend's house down with spaghetti sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw a Florida man one, like it was a TikTok or whatever, or a video of a guy that like was being arrested or fined or probably going to jail because for animal cruelty. Because he like he ran it went to like a bus store like three in the morning, but he was like carrying an alligator, and he like bought a bunch of beers and then like left with like he was bringing this alligator around in there. And he's like, when they talked to him, he's like, honestly, man, he's like, I don't even remember going up there. There's a lot. There's some good liquor in that store, and I drank a lot of it that night. What the fuck? I'll probably go to jail or something. What? Oh fuck. Oh. DK, this has been a blast. Uh, I'm God, man, that story about your your trip. Holy fuck! Like, I've never seen somebody go on vacation and get so much shit done. Like I said, your Instagram was on fire. Thanks, man. So, with all that being said, if you want to find any of the podcasts that we produce on this channel, you could find us on Instagram at W and Wallop. Twitter at W and Wallop, Facebook Wednesday Night Wallop. Look for myself, Kyle Joseph's name. DK, what's your Twitter again? Uh, DKWFP1. That's true. That's true. Uh, mine is at RYAM Sport Report. Check, check us all of our shit out there. DK, for the first time since you've been back, love, peace, chicken, grease. Here's cold beers. You've been listening to a Wallop Media Podcast.
You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at RylanWallop and Kyle on Twitter at KyleWallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at Facebook.com slash SpearKingCO. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, MaisieMulderDesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.